0: This episode of Laser Time is brought to you by GameFly and you can go to gameflyoffer.com/lasertime and get started with a free 30-day trial. to do another fun-filled episode of Laser Time. The Internet's sixth leading pop culture show. I say six because I think we'll move up a notch, Dave. Yes. Hi.
1: Hi, how are you?
0: I'm Chris, that's Dave. Uh, generally, we pick a pop culture topic, we do a little bit of research, uh, and then play you a bunch of weirdo sound effects. But this one's going to be a lot different. Yeah. Uh, this episode is very weird. I don't even know what to
1: call it. My idea is a win and a loss in games, or something to that effect. Like, this is, uh, I think, uh, the the... The thrust of this episode is a person that experienced like their biggest low in video games and also their biggest high.
0: Yeah, and, and it's it's and an interesting behind-the-scenes tale on the development of games, how yeah. painful and time-consuming that can be.
1: And how you do it from two way different perspectives. This person starts out, well, not starts out, but the, the first big thing in their career is working on a video game that is... Widely known as a flop and a, a notorious a flop, destined to fail, and then uh, has kind of turned it around with another game that is a personal favorite of ours, oh, yeah. and is just it's kind of a new sort of game that people uh, are starting to catch up on and, and uh, start to enjoy. And, uh, I thought it was interesting just to see that that different dynamic. Like, what what's your like? Your worst launch experience like, yeah. what's your best launch experience like? Yeah,
0: I think it, it'll show you both, the highs and yeah. lows of behind the scenes of game development from someone who's yeah. been in the industry a long, long time.
1: Uh, because we got into a
2: deal with Marvel, not Disney, and it's, you know, we don't want to be here anymore, so can you help us? And it was this back and forth, right? Um, uh, and, and we were kind of stuck in the middle, and I mean, obviously it affected the development
1: mm-hmm.
2: um, quite a bit, and, uh, and it, was, it was just frustrating, because all I wanted to do was ship the game. Like, I knew we weren't making, uh, you know, by the time I got there, once I got my bearings, I knew there was no way we were going to make a game that was
0: good. So, yes, we will be talking to our buddy Julian Spillane yes. of, uh, what is it? Smiling oh, Buddha Smiling Buddha Games. Buddha Games. Yes. I have it written down about a couple of different things. But here's what you need to know. Uh, Julian just put out a game. I think it just hit Switch in addition to PS4 and Steam and Xbox and all that. Use your words. Yeah, it's even on the Wii U. It's even on the Wii U. Yes. Get ready to play Use Your Words, the party game for funny people and their unfunny friends. And I don't know what to call this genre, but it's something only Jackbox has done.
1: Yeah, I mean, as we alluded to in the interview, even they don't know what to call it. But it's just, it's a phone based party game. That's exactly. what I've been calling it. It's them. like you
0: buy... It's It's a multiplayer game. You buy it, but you don't need any other controllers. Anybody can Only use a Only one phone. person needs to
1: buy it. Yep. Yeah.
0: Anybody with a phone or even a laptop can log into a browser and play the game alongside you. It makes it great to stream. Yeah. We do it with our patrons uh, once a month on yeah. patreon.com slash laser time. We'll probably do it this yes. week on youtube.com slash laser time. And so join us for that. It's really fun. Yeah. Again, I called it the one of the best values in games. I love use your words and I can't yeah. wait to play that more and get that a little more attention. However, Julian has a bunch of other experience in yeah. the games industry and that would be with uh, a little ragtag developer that we used to call Silicon Knights. Mm-hmm. It no longer exists, Diamond Dog.
1: Yeah, I mean they started out well. They had Legacy of Kane, they had the Twin Snakes, they had Eternal Darkness. Yeah, a
0: ragtag Canadian developer led by a man name, uh, to... named Dennis Dyack, yeah. which gamers will no doubt be familiar with, but he's become a fairly polarizing figure. You're in my opinion, company's gone, Gamergate sympathizer and is most notorious in our little tiny circle as trolling our buddy Bob Mackie over something he said about two human years ago on a yes. podcast.
1: <laughs>
2: Dear Bob Mackie, Dennis Dyack here with an open invitation for you to join the next Quantum Tunnel podcast. We'd love to have you on.
1: Or Bob Mackie, as he says. About
0: but you would know Silicon Knights uh, from Eternal Darkness. Yeah. Uh, Eternal Darkness was kind of their breakthrough. Eternal Darkness, kind of a uh, one of the most notable... Nintendo GameCube exclusives in that they didn't have any other mature content. Uh, yeah. Like it's it's the Conquers of that Conquers Bad Day of that era.
1: Except this one is aged way better and doesn't have stupid references to like the Matrix. Uh,
0: you know, I honestly don't know. I played the game a long, long time ago, and a lot of the stuff I've mm-hmm. a lot of the stuff I've seen is colored how I remember that game, and yeah. I haven't bothered to go back and play I it. I mean, but, just
1: the, some of the concepts that I had like the game breaking on you because yes, it's, it's that's it's it's waging psychological warfare against the main character, so... It had
0: a solid combat mechanic, but mm-hmm. it also had a sanity meter where you yeah. would slowly go insane. The ga- The GameCube game has a blue screen of death. You'll <laughs> hallucinate in the game, and you'll never know when quite to expect it. Uh, it got really good reviews I think it's sitting in a 9- 92 on Metacritic oh, yeah. uh, as we speak Gaming Edge says it's the best GameCube game uh, I played in a long time IGN called it an amazing achievement a truly psychological thriller complete with balanced gameplay and plenty of surprises you'll never forget ah. uh, and that's important to know because Silicon Knights legacy kind of rests upon the work they did on the Nintendo GameCube which also included two years later the Metal Gear port uh, Twin Snakes
2: yes.
1: I see that you enjoy Nintendo games. I remember. Hideo Kojima respects Mr. Miyamoto too.
0: It's interesting. They remade Metal Gear Solid 1, yeah. but with some of the mechanics of Metal Gear Solid 2. Yeah. So it it's held up very well. It yeah. looks really good. It's probably the best-looking edition of that game, and it's kind of locked to the GameCube.
1: It is. I mean, there are some things like the first boss fight against Ocelot is ruined because now you can be in first person, which mm-hmm. that, the whole thing about that thing that, that fight is that he can hide outside of your vision from yeah. the top-down perspective, but once you're in first person. And but You can infer
0: whatever you'd like about Silicon Knights, mm-hmm. but... Their legacy rests upon their relationship with Nintendo, and who knows? I've heard a lot of speculation about who's to thank Mm -hmm. for those games, but everything after that gets a little rocky. Yeah, Two Human is is announced in 1999 and releases in 2008 as an Xbox exclusive. A a partnership with Microsoft, I believe Nintendo still owns stock in uh, Silicon Knights as a result of their previous partnership. And uh, two human was a game. Daya got to speak about glowingly for eight years. Yeah, <laughs> it was anxiously awaited, and it kind of shit the bed. I don't remember hating it. I remember actually liking some of the mechanics. I mean,
1: yeah, I just remember the when you die in that game. I think you. Have to fight your way back, but it takes it's, forever to do. It's
0: something Dark Souls is praised for every goddamn yeah. day now, and I and I for a while I was addicted to it. I didn't feel like finishing it; it got repetitive. Yeah, uh, and but it's also
1: sadly like one of those games where it's like this is the start of a saga. And no, a, as
0: a result of Silicon Knights' actions later, the game has uh, been recalled. Has yes. been recalled and destroyed, allegedly destroyed. So if you have a copy of Two Humans somewhere, and I don't think I do, <laughs> it's uh, it's a bit of a rarity and might fetch you a pretty penny. But after the two-human fiasco, it seemed uh, Silicon Knights had some, uh, maybe a redemption arc. Mm-hmm. Activision announces X-Men Destiny. Yeah. Your genes don't decide your destiny. <laughs> A game based on Marvel's popular X-Men, where you get to essentially create your own mutants and fight along Cyclops, Mystique, Wolverine, all that stuff. Uh anxiously awaited and I have to point to a Kotaku article, what went wrong yeah. with Silicon Knight's X-Men Destiny, because we not only do we reference it a lot, it was one of the first articles on the behind the scenes a behind the scenes breakdown of a game of, of what exactly happens. Mm-hmm. I think there's a lot of information left out. Julian's gonna fill in some of that. Yeah. But it's an interesting article and we do reference it a lot. We'll have linked it in the article. You can Google it yourself. We do encourage you to go to lasertimepodcast.com and check that out. But it uh, really shit the bed. I think it sits at a a 40 or something on Metacritic. After this little expose had gone live, people started to question Silicon's night reputations and motives. And Julian will elaborate Mm -hmm. a little bit on that. Uh, nothing nothing too crazy but it's, it's making a game is a lot more complicated than a lot of people realize yeah. and this will s- shed some light on it, that
1: it's kind of the grim reality of like working on a game that you know will not be mm-hmm. uh, received well but still having to like complete it and make yeah. sure it's playable you're contractually least, and, obligated yeah.
0: to release this with yeah. a publishing partner who ponied up the money yeah. where did that money go yeah. was there something else being worked on at the time again we'll talk yeah. about that and then eventually uh, lightly treading upon the demise of Silicon Silicon Knights, mm-hmm. a former shining renegade of, as Julian points out, Canadian developments mm-hmm. uh, in the community because there's not a lot, there weren't a lot of Canadian developers in the area. They got some government funding, but they also ended up engaging in a massive lawsuit with Epic via their Unreal Engine involving unpaid royalties for using that engine. Altered code passed off as its own. I don't know all the details, and I don't want to put myself on bad legal footing trying <laughs> to relate them. So you can read all about that for yourself. But essentially, the result of losing that lawsuit, bankrupted Silicon Knights and it folded as a company yeah. X-Men Destiny and the Unreal lawsuit is the end of this developer's story yeah. alright now that you're all caught up <laughs> we have a long interview this is a different episode for us I hope you like it maybe we'll try something else like this in particular so stay tuned when we get back we are going to talk to our buddy Julian Spillane the Smiling Buddha Games what's up folks this is going to be a very game centric episode so it's a good thing this week's show is brought to you by gamefly gamefly like netflix for games do you want to play the latest games like agents of mayhem uncharted the lost legacy hey pikmin splatoon 2 the Mega Man legacy collection 2 and much much more including all your old favorite classics while saving a dick load of money gamefly might be the service for you you can get started right now with a free 30-day trial just by going to GameFlyOffer.com slash LazerTime. Also, by using that link, there's an introductory offer to get three months of GameFly for $9.50 a month. That's every game you can ship to yourself via a queue. They mail mail the games to you. You mail them back in self-addressed postage paid envelopes, play as much as you want, hold on to the games as much as you want, for nine bucks and change. It's pretty good when you consider most games cost 60 bucks these days. Better still, Gamefly will allow you to buy that game back. You're playing something uh, for a while, you like it, the multiplayer got its hooks in you. Well, guess what? You can buy it back from Gamefly at an extremely reduced rate, and they'll send you the box and manual as if you bought it from anywhere else. And they have expanded their movie collection. Don't wanna pay for a digital rental? Hey, you can put that Guardians of the Galaxy 2 disc in your Gamefly queue, and they'll send that to you like it were a game. Pretty neat, but again, don't take my word for it. The trial is free just by going to GameflyOffer.com slash LazerTime, and remember, you can save a lot more money and get the first three months for $9.50 a month. Thank you, Gamefly. Laser time. You like LazerTime shows? Then you might like Bonus Time, LazerTime's weekly bonus show exclusively on Patreon.com slash LazerTime. Here's a taste of what you've been missing. But, oh wait! Uh, how was man, how was outside?
1: Like it this? was it was fun. Uh, so yeah, my my lady friend won, and I was with her, and she won. Uh, like a three day pass, mm-hmm. like seeing the Who. When am I ever gonna get to do that again? No, it's really good. And oh, and I mean, everybody's okay. post
0: from Outside Lands made it seem really cool. Yeah,
1: it's fun. I mean, mm-hmm. everything is crazy expensive. Like is eating it? or drinking anything there.
0: The fucking frufu food truck. Yeah, that's the new festival shit. It's not yeah. funnel cakes and fries.
1: We literally bought a melted can- like they. This is a thing. A melted candle. mint melt- <laughs> me- Yeah, we ate we a melted candle. It was really weird. No, <laughs> melted was all of us. candy bars. This is a thing they do now. Like what? What? melt a like that a what chocolate candy bar and then put shit in it. Like oh, we'll, huh? we'll melt this candy bar down, we'll put, like, crunchies and toffee and whatever you want in it, and then you eat it with a spoon, and I'm like, this is, like... This is the worst-case scenario of a candy bar. Yeah, this like, sounds like
0: you didn't want to go shopping for yeah. actual ingredients. It, we went to, but They, they, place.
1: they used, like a cool machine to do it, so it's kind mm-hmm. of fun watching them.
0: Get bonus time, Laser Time's weekly full-length, uncensored, and ad-free Patreon-exclusive podcast, as well as full-length movie commentaries, wrestling and cartoon video commentaries, the first season of Talking Simpson, and more at patreon.com slash laser time, starting at just five bucks. You'll help us live, and we'll do our best to help you never be bored again. Welcome back, everyone. We are here talking to our buddy Julian Spillane of Smiling Buddha Games, co-founder of Smiling Buddha Games, it's, in fact, it's...
1: Uh, who, who just created Use Your Words, which just came out on Switch. So it's a it's That's an interesting right. time right now. You guys did you released the game a couple of months ago on what PS4, PC, Xbox? One? Yeah, all, all
2: of them. Okay. Yeah, PS4, Xbox One, uh, Wii U, PC. We we released on the Wii U in in the year of our Lord 2017. Wow. Uh, Crazy. But, I, wow. And I
0: I recently <laughs> sung the... Pre- I had a, I've had had a Switch since launch, but what I hadn't done is been trapped on a cruise ship with my parents with no Windows or Internet. So, <laughs> oh, my. So the Switch... And no television. Mm. So the Switch was like this godsend. I, I just... I very thoughtlessly brought it with yeah. me and it ended up like, oh, my God, me and my girlfriend can play... I could, we couldn't download Use Your Words, but you're we playing Overcooked and Zelda and yeah. Pac-Man. It was like, this is the greatest system ever. So I'm so glad because, like... Now that I know how good this thing can be on the go, I'm yeah. definitely picking it up again the Switch,
1: especially because you because you can just take it to a party and then yep. be like, "Boom, I got this game." Oh yeah, literally just put it in the dock, put it on the TV, yeah. you're playing it. I, that's how I, I actually a few weeks ago I played um, the Jackbox games because mm-hmm. they just those just came out on Switch, and I brought I was we we're at a bachelor party. and I thought mm-hmm. like, "Oh, we'll totally be playing Mario Kart all weekend." No, we played like these kind of games all weekend because they're a lot more fun and you everyone can play at the same time whereas yeah. like you get a four player maximum and everything else what's the max player
0: on uh, use your words is it five it's six yeah, yeah six is the max player and this and this is something we've been doing a lot on our youtube channel uh for our patrons patreon.com slash laser time we play games with them and i love shit like this you get someone buys the game and then you just anybody in the world who has access to an internet browser and can watch it on a stream can play along too It's been the. What kind of game do you call this? It's not necessarily a party game.
2: Yeah, I mean, we've been calling it a party game. Um, You know, I don't think there's any non-clunky way of describing Mm -hmm. it—a phone-based game. It it, it was that was one of the challenges in actually uh, when we were kickstarting the game and when we Mm -hmm. were even through development trying to raise hype. It's like, how do we describe this without invoking Jackbox? Because like, you never want to describe something entirely by your competitor because it just doesn't sell. It doesn't sell the concept, right? It's
0: it's the Dark Souls of Jackbox games.
2: (laughs) Yes. (laughs) Exactly, it's it's hard mode. I I, I had a suggestion
0: for a title for the game uh, that I really think you missed an opportunity. You should have called it Pardon My Zinger. (laughs) (laughs) That would would instantly tell people what it is, because it's hard to describe what it is, but then it's also, you'll learn it in four seconds of playing it. Uh, It is just a super fun, fill-in-the-blank, say the funniest, dirtiest, or insidiest thing you can think of. Uh, And six people can play in one room, six people can play across the internet, uh, I don't know. I've not, I, it's, it's, I love those games just because uh, how much is it? Like seven, eight, it's 15, dollars. $15 and I can play this all over. <laughs> I end up playing them the most. Yeah. Uh, so yes, well,
2: thank, I, that, that, honestly, that means a lot, man. Like yeah. it's funny. There's nothing more humbling. We just did an AMA, which was my first time doing an AMA on Reddit. Um, I was expecting the worst, right? Yes. I mean, I don't use Reddit. I'm too old to have used, to to, to find a lot of appeal in Reddit. I think I, I, I'm a crotchety game development old man, I think. But I was like, I, I know that this is going to be vitriolic in many ways because it's Reddit, and it's, it's, I'm exposing yep. myself to any question, anything. I was humbled by how many people were just... Yeah, I really had fun playing this game. This is really cool. Uh, tell me about your like how you how you got content. Tell like you know tell me about your insights. And I was yeah. I was blown away. It was actually really nice. Yeah, I, I think, uh, think too. Shout Reddit, outs to the slash R Nintendo Switch uh, wow. community on Reddit. They're really cool people. I think I
0: think Reddit is oh please overcrowded with shitheads. <laughs> uh, tell them I said that because <laughs> yes. we have a,
1: a, a sad. We do go Reddit to a well. lot of you go to a lot of game Reddits, like game specific yeah. Reddits, that oh, but, uh, that I'll go to because I'm into this game right now and I want to be with this yeah. community and then it's like. We fucking hate the developer. Yes, can't believe what they're doing to us. And it's like, but I like the game. I want to talk to people who like the game. But
0: from what I've seen, they're also really positive about new stuff. Yeah, to their credit, like uh, it's it's once you build a legacy, and someone can argue over which is better or whatever, like then when shit gets nasty. But uh, like at this point, man, you're in the the flower days of Reddit.
2: (laughs) Exactly. We're not yet on a pedestal for to be torn down from. (laughs) That'll that'll come in a few months, I think.
0: Well, I I would put you guys on a pedestal because I really, really like this game. I thought it upped a couple things I really liked about Quiplash and Fibbage uh, by adding a video element, like, right, like, seemingly right at the time the new Mystery Science Theater 3000 came out. So it's. Complete coincidence, but amazing. Yeah.
2: If you want, I can just jump into kind of the genesis of how the game came about because it's a a good segue. And I love a good segue. Um, So. Uh, my my partner and co-founder brent brent Brennelfoss black you might uh, know him as the guy who adds silly lyrics to video game music on the internet i've known brent since about 2010 Mm -hmm. Uh, we met at a bar in toronto called the smiling buddha bar Ah. Uh, hence smiling buddha games Oh. Um, yeah and and he was i we'd been conversing on twitter for a bit and he's like oh you know i'm looking to talk to game devs about my my great idea and this is in 2010 and i was like wow what the fuck i'm you know your music's catchy why don't you we'll meet up at your show and we'll chat afterwards his idea was grandiose um it was big and he's like so so what do you think we you know how could we make this work i'm like well do you have 5 million dollars uh, because this is jrp musical jrpg is uh is is going to cost you and he's like oh you know kind of opened his eyes to it and then over the years he would just pitch me game ideas and you know you, you hear from most developers that you know it's it's a trope of oh you make video games i've got the perfect idea idea. for you man (laughs) can you make everything um (laughs) yeah and like we all have our own ideas too so it's like well fuck off i want to make the games i want to make not the games you want to make um if i if i have that choice but one day brent comes to me with 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 a concept and this is well before Quiplash. Uh, I don't even think it was. A, I think it was a twinkle in Jackbox's eyes mm-hmm. at this point. And he'd just played Fibbage.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: He'd been at stuck at MAGFest. It was uh, 2015, so I think there was a big snowstorm. Nobody could leave. All the airports were shut down. Mm-hmm. So he was in, in Maryland at MAGFest, and someone introduced him to Fibbage. And he'd played a DVD game from, like, 2003 called Quip It!, which was very much a write down your ribald response to some weird content or stimulus on this DVD menu based game. It was, we we ended up playing it uh, after having had a few too many ciders and it was uh, really (laughs) shitty, but I can see where kind of the the two melded together to create what would inevitably become user words. And so he told me about it and I didn't get it at first. I was like, yeah, I mean, I've I've played Drawful and Fibbage, I get it, but I don't really know what you're saying. So to his credit, he went and crafted this like high production value, a adobe premiere slash after effects video of what what he thought it could be i watched it and i said well yeah this will either be amazing or awful but i think we can turn this into something and so we kind of went from there we we made some really garbage prototypes started with a paper prototype just to see if it would work and Mm -hmm. kind of rolled with it
0: i mean we really enjoyed it if we're not i don't know if we're explaining it we're explaining it well enough aren't we (laughs) like it's basically a game my favorite one is the movie clip. It'll show yeah. you a usually a foreign language movie clip that you have to come up with a subtitle yeah, for. Yeah,
1: or you come up with a headline for a, a newspaper photo headline. In, a, in a newspaper. And I, I'm forgetting what the other one is. It's like a fill-in-the-blank one. Uh, yeah, blank
2: like, and then there's survey says, which is basically uh, a three-fold version of blank You get three prompts, you got to go fast, timer's reduced... Um, we, kind of like a lightning round.
0: We love we love those games for a couple of reasons. I love them just because they're funny. I love them because like I like jokes. I'm just bad with setup and punchline. <laughs> I can usually think of one, not the other. The fact <laughs> that the game provides you with uh, yeah. usually the setup, and then you can add the punch. It, like it's really really fun. Uh, and, and another thing it does when we play it with our community, I've heard from a couple people, it's the kind of thing that makes shy and unfunny mm-hmm. people feel hilarious.
2: That was our goal, honestly. When once Brent had shown me the prototype and we started crafting it, I don't remember which one of us came up with the the vision. Mm-hmm. So we wanted it to be a game for funny people and their unfunny friends. Ah,
0: which one, and am I Dave?
2: We because like because here's the thing, like there's nothing more intimidating <laughs> than uh, what well, I mean. We, we actually looked at like friend groups, right? There's mm-hmm. always the the class clown or the like the really good improv person who's really sharp-witted and on their feet and funny and then there's the shy people who wow. also like maybe like to laugh quite a bit but aren't necessarily fast or, or quick on their feet yeah. but maybe deeply funny i think everyone's got like a certain aspect of hmm. humor to them um but much like how we all learn in different ways and sure. some of us test well and don't test well we get nervous um, it's hard to to make something that accommodates everybody but that was our goal that was what we really set out to do uh, it's kind of why we added house answers and the decoys and all these things because even maybe you're not funny but you're you're you know that you can try and fool someone with a decoy maybe that brings you into the experience and doesn't just put you on the sidelines
0: i should compliment you for that um yeah the house answers house answers are pretty are fucking really funny. good
2: and like yeah is there topi- strangely topical are yes. you updating
0: those dynamically
2: not dynamically but we do um we push new ones uh with every like every few updates so uh we just added basically we're adding free content as we go so we just added um uh in july it, this is part of the switch version now but in july when we updated uh ps4 and uh pc and mac we added 50 new prompts across the board including a bunch of new video clips and a ton of new house answers and then we're adding a bunch more um we're releasing a french language pack uh oh. that also has 100 new english prompts as well because a youtuber in france with 8 million subs played our game unprovoked and suddenly french people comprise 30 percent of our steam <laughs> audience wow
0: <laughs> i'm sorry we uh, we could not carry that kind of influence <laughs> with you but we did we
2: did hey, we... honestly it, it's crazy i like i, I did not because we, we 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 reached out to a lot of influencers mm-hmm. um uh you know like twitch streamers and sure. youtube streamers and we we worked with some of them um we we kind of like begged and pleaded with others just like please play the game hopefully it works hopefully have fun And uh, we saw some obvious impact like you know looking at sales but just something about somebody organically discovering your game yeah and genuinely having a good time without knowing anything about it no preamble there's no like pressure they're not trying to sell it it's just they're they're just having fun um and something about that earnest experience obviously resonated with their audience and that just kind of fucking blew my mind
0: no i mean we had an absolute blast with it i mean it's it's one of those it's it's also weird because the platform like twitch where you can like search for a game you want to see yeah that it and people end up finding us through wanting to play more uh use your words
1: is that something that you were Considering like throughout development. Twi- the the amount that Twitch has grown and like new features that Twitch adds, you know, periodically. Does that affect like the development of this game? Yeah, I
2: think we're a little I think we're a little behind the times on some of the Twitch features, to be honest. I know we've had some people ask about can they can we add Twitch logins to the website because that way that you can have people play with only verified Twitch users. Mm-hmm. And we're considering some of this stuff because um we want to keep up with what streamers are doing and how they're monetizing and how they're engaging with their audience and all that jazz. But like we we were a small team at our peak, our our biggest uh, size, there was five of us working on the project, and that's myself, Brent. Uh, our programmer Derek and our artist Kai and our QA guy Brian. So it was really just the five of us, uh, at, like at our biggest, and uh, we were just trying to get it done. On I, I think maybe five in retrospect, kind of insane porting it to as many platforms uh, all at once as we did. Yeah. yeah.
1: What was it like developing a game with a guy like Brian Floss Who like I know him, yeah, as the guy who does mm-hmm. the the voiceover with lyrics. Yeah, mm-hmm. some blank with lyrics. Mm-hmm. Was it more of like I? He comes in, he gives you like I. Think you should do this and that or did you like kind of put him into the sort of developer roles
2: um so it was it was definitely not not an, not an easy experience and he and i have talked about this on uh, on another podcast as well because like brent has absolutely no game development experience yeah. and no perspective on game development or very limited perspective right coming into this uh and you know i've been doing this for um about 12 years now and so i definitely have a lot of experience doing it and so there's was, there's was definitely like a the original odd couple kind of feel to it. Um, <laughs> you had to put a line started, right through the middle of the
0: office. But, I'm going to make this game an unreal full, oh yeah. damn
2: it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. But it, it worked out like fairly well once we got into the swing of things. It helped that uh, Brent actually moved to Toronto... And moved into my house for the brunt of development.
0: Oh, just singing Double Dragon songs downstairs all day long,
2: (laughs) all all fucking day long. Mega Man Three with lyrics.
1: I'm so sorry, Brent. I I wish I knew Um, more about you. I'm the guy who sent you your Ducktales lunchbox, so so don't hate me too much. (laughs) But yeah, it it does remind me of like the developer of uh, of Earthbound. It was a comedian in Japan Mm -hmm. and was just like, I would love to make this game, and like Miyamoto was. Like yeah, but you have to develop this game. Like you can't be just the guy who puts his stamp on the game, walks away, and then walks away. But I, so I find that cool that it, like he actually did do this. You know, yeah, a, and honestly, it, like very he, he learned a lot.
2: Um, he had to put a lot, put up. A, you know, you get frustrated when you when you say like, no, we can't, we, we can't do that. Let me tell you the ways in which we can't do that. Like I felt like Apu explaining Billy and the Clonosaurus to Skinner, um, <laughs> many a time. But it like it came from an. an honest place right like it wasn't it was never never uh rarely uh like a a a self-centered moment it was usually like very naive like oh no no once i explained to you why we can't do this feature or why we shouldn't like um one of them was online multiplayer as in so the number one request we get for the game is well i don't have any friends because i live (laughs) by myself and i don't have friends and I don't want to stream the game and play with streamers because I don't have stream friends. Can you just add like a, a matchmaking mode to the game and just hook me up with someone else who's also playing and we can have fun together? Brent's like, yeah, hey, we should just add that to the game. And I was like, oh my god, <laughs> uh, <laughs> fully online server peer-to-peer like, network matchmaking for, a, for this fucking like text-based party game where so much of
1: it depends on seeing people's reactions. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. I can I, I actually can't yeah. even imagine that. I still. So,
1: yeah, like you have to have your headset, your controller. phone, but also it's it's a lot of it seems like a very multi-step process just to play with somebody who might not even be funny.
0: Is that one more latency step than playing it on a stream? Given how many places it has to go back and forth?
2: Yeah, well you would have to we'd have to have some kind of central server or Mm -hmm. set up a weird peer-to-peer like hosting process. And like it's it would just have to be a a whole convoluted thing where now we'd have to make a separate one for each platform because Sony, Microsoft and Nintendo all do online incredibly differently um and it just like the 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 cost add up would just be astronomical and like eventually we inevitably we'd be making something that would make five people happy five very (laughs) vocal people happy kind of thing see
0: i i have a dumb recommendation for use your words really dumb you ready hit me because it's pointless because but it's the first thing i thought of like i want a really dirty version of this and then (laughs) the more i played it it's like but yeah, I, I am the dirty yeah. version of this. Like, it's, I wouldn't, like, it's wanna... funny because
2: we fucking we 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 actually so we tried to keep it mid middle of the road clean mm-hmm. because we were desperate to get a T rating because for whatever reason we thought that people still gave a shit about um, ESRB ratings <laughs> or at least that that factored into their decision making purchasing decision. Mostly, right?
0: mostly retail stores.
2: So, so we tried, we tried, and we we, we eventually got our Peggy 16 ESRB T rating. Yes! And then, like, four weeks after launch, I get an email from the ESRB that's like, we've played your game a few more times, and there's a lot of innuendo in here that is... just, ugh, this does not feel like T, we've reassessed you as an M. What? Wow. For, yeah, like... it's just like, you know, reassessed, whatever, we're like, fine, we'll go up, upload, <laughs> update our trailers and storefront. But at that point, I, I was I was like, "Fuck!" Not because is this an M-rated? I game? was pissed that we moved T to M. Is that we could have gotten way dirtier? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But I do if like, we knew that we we're, like, yeah. well, we're going to get an M anyways, yeah. fuck it, right? Like,
1: yeah. Though I, I I feel like that balancing that line between T and M is also kind of what I think someone who's playing this game with a group of friends like. Well, I played some of these games with my friends, and we were really hammered, and we went yeah. away into way into M ter- 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 territory. But if you're playing with friends, and some of them are new. You're gonna like make jokes but you're gonna be a bit more cerebral about it and maybe not make like the dirtiest joke possible you might want to yeah. make the the most like from left field that's that's at least how I played and I am one of the I'm kind of more of the shy player who's like thinking of like Boom! I want to drop this like it's the most competitive I've ever answer. seen yeah. you
0: when you play that game, Dave. And, it, and me, Actually, me, I, I when I can't great. when I can't think of anything, I have a stock answer written in my notepad because yes. I can't be trusted to spell it correctly and quickly. <laughs> anything, any answer, yeah. Uncle Cosby's house of Auschwitz.
1: Yes, that is like the. It,
0: it usually gets the most votes, but it's. it's it's not working that much anymore, at least not with our community. I,
2: think, I don't know. it like, takes a few boxes. It's good. It's good. Yeah. It's funny, yeah, because like we we you know a lot of the game. If if all else fails, mm-hmm. play to in jokes because mm-hmm. like yes, you know you'll get something. That's kind mm-hmm. of the if if you were to game theory the game in any way shape or form. That's kind <laughs> of what emerges. If someone just really uh, wants to win, they'll bust out an in, in, in you know an in house joke. Or Simpsons um, reference. Yeah. I'm sure you guys get a lot of Robert Loja. Oh yes. references from Disney. your. Uh,
0: some bimmy <laughs> in there. Me. Fire Emblem Fats, the yeah. very rare time we've created a minor yeah. memeables. Uh, but but one of the things that sort of blew me away, I'm I'm not really in the games industry anymore, but even when I was, I didn't really court feedback to what we said or did, but somehow I ended up I think hearing from you about it, not directly. And you guys were like, thanks for the feedback. And like, we didn't ha- like, we would, didn't savage the game by any means. We're just like, this doesn't work for streaming, but you know, the game's not only for streamers. And you're like, no, that's cool. And I think the next time we played it, that was addressed. And I've just, I've never felt directly in contact with a developer before where you could make a meaningful change.
2: Well, I think like it's neat because we're living in an unprecedented era of open communication for better or for worse. Yeah. <laughs> um, but it's, it's nice to be able to be like, hey, this is a community that I think is really positive and I really enjoy. Mm-hmm. I'm going to reach out to them. They'll reach out to me. I will listen to feedback and like, we'll aggregate that feedback and hopefully fix things and address things uh, as we find them. Because honestly, at the end of the day, it behooves all of us. It behooves me to make the game better so that more people buy it and people keep playing it and people keep having fun.
0: Yeah.
2: Um, and it behooves me to listen to the communities. Within reason, um, because yeah, and our issues
0: was like something about a timer resetting, and and mm-hmm. that was, I, I know not nothing is easy to address, but it it, it is addressable in this day and age, and that yeah. was just it was really neat. I don't know, not just to be a part of that, to, but to feel like you were listening even when we weren't <laughs> we weren't yelling at you. Uh, but that was just really, yeah, that was really cool. And you thanked us for the feedback, and I thought that was really neat.
2: That's really great, and like I you know I appreciate it. I I uh, I think having been in the industry as long as I have and worked on some like really rough games uh i develop a thick skin so it's like criticism <laughs> doesn't bother me it's like where what can i pull out of this that's constructive that yeah. i that like really where i want to be right
1: I gotta ask, yeah. and I'm sure you get this one a lot, but how, like, how do did you get all these clips? Because they're all a lot, they're mostly foreign language movies. I think they may all be foreign language movies. So, it, do you just have like one movie buff there that knows these things, and like public domain, or, or did you like literally just go through a bunch of like the dollar DVDs at the uh, the corner <laughs> store? And figure this stuff out. Wow, so it Williams was a
2: laborious, <laughs> difficult process, mostly on B- Brent's part. Uh, <laughs> I was mostly insulated from having to pour through reams of garbage, foreign films. <laughs> um, we really wanted to do this, like, you know, it, 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 the uh, game idea was great, and we're like, oh, how do we actually source content for this? Um, pro tip North Korea <laughs> has a very storied. <laughs> Uh, film uh, industry, um and we we have a lot of North Korean films that were made in like the fifties and sixties that are just so far removed and out of like reach from from anybody that that we, we just like consulted a lawyer and he's like yeah go ahead who's
1: gonna. What's the worst that can happen? Yeah. Well, that sounds um, like an man. olive branch to yeah. me. Yeah. yeah, can we give this game to Trump? Maybe he'll change his mind. <laughs> <laughs> he'll be
2: dead by the time
1: this goes up. Shit. I don't know.
2: I think we have a few anti-Trump house answers in there.
1: Yes, yes which do. was like, I I think I got fooled by one of them. I was just like, that can't be. Yeah, I was just so that conditioned. had to be someone in the audience, yeah.
0: and then it turned out to be a house answer. I'm like, but, you know, in all fairness, we could make a Trump a Trump joke for a long time. Yes, we just wasn't relevant enough <laughs> to do it.
2: Yeah, it's funny. We actually we we had a, a sit down moment. We had like this because you know we were we were very close to submission. We submitted in February to to all the certification, but uh, we had this sobering realization. In November wow. and we sat down and went this is not over well we've got a lot of a lot of jokes about the president-elect in here mm. before before mm-hmm. he wasn't the president yeah he was just a average douchebag <laughs> he was the world's
0: most famous we uh, racist grandpa
2: <laughs> <laughs> and we, we, yeah, we were like do we take them out mm-hmm. and we say well uh no let's let's not take out take out a few of them because it, at that time it felt like it wasn't excessive, but like yeah, now this just feels like like we're pandering or we're we're leaning, trying to push the game as some kind of you know message politically, which really we're not, despite our own personal views. Uh, so we just we just kind of cleaned house a little bit and left in everything. Like there's there's a funny, I don't know if you guys have seen it in uh, extra extra. There's just this image we found on a stock photo site, bought the rights to. It's just Bill Clinton, wearing <laughs> oh, wow. like. A wife beater and just what? like grinning like an idiot, and I just, I just, something so beautiful about that. <laughs> Is image, it real? Uh, that we could, we, we yes, yeah, so I'm sure in, Bill Clinton for yeah, stock photo. We tried to take out. I, I think there's, there's um a lot of things going around, like, like you know David Cage talking about how his obviously inherently political game has no message. Mm-hmm. Um, there's been a lot of evasiveness by by developers and AAA developers, and we're definitely. We definitely are not shy about our political views. I mean, Brent hosts a podcast with one of the McElroys about politics uh, and, and very much wears that on his sleeve. So it's like, well, we just didn't want to make the game about it Yeah, kind of thing.
0: No, I what I'm We're, saying? We, we, yeah, the yeah, complaints totally. went down for us because you'll still get someone who just, just can't handle one throwaway joke. Hmm. But I don't know. I can make jokes. Yeah. I can make jokes all day about it's, Hillary Clinton yeah, it, and Bernie Sanders yeah. and I'm not going to hear anything. It's
1: 15 seconds of an hour long You'll podcast it. yeah and it's exactly. the same thing there where it's like it's one que- if that's one prompt that comes up every like 20 answers i would, yeah. I found is this the most pleasant experience you've had working on a game it's definitely the most yeah i would have to say yes
2: um it, there's obviously been challenges but like so you know i used to run my own uh game studio in the in the 2000s um and it was a different experience back then like indie wasn't A real thing like Mm. you were you were like a a double a or a single a developer and that's kind of it um because there was no self-publishing and the access to the platforms was difficult you had to go through a publisher um and even though it was like you know i was master of my own domain and we had employees and we were doing our own thing we were always beholden to a publisher um and a you know an investor uh who pulls the strings because they put a chunk of the money into the company, that kind of thing. With with this, it was like it felt rebellious and kind of mercenary. The only people we were beholden to was our Kickstarter backers, and we took that very seriously.
1: Yeah.
2: Um. But before we even had a Kickstarter, Kickstarter, we were beholden to nobody but ourselves. Um. And and it, it obviously things dragged a lot until we actually had that Kickstarter momentum, because then we sobered up and realized, oh shit, um, <laughs> there's a few thousand people who uh, we owe this game to now, but. Yeah, it was. It definitely felt like this weird rebellious thing. Like we were just guerrilla making a game. Mm-hmm. Uh, it comes with its own frustrations, but no, it was. And also, like technologically speaking, um, I had to do a lot of cool, like server stuff, and come up with ways to streamline these things. Cause it's not like anyone other than Jackbox and us were doing this exactly. mobile phone thing at the time. Um, but from the like traditional, you know, I've been making three AAA games for most of my career. Uh. It was a lot, like smoother to yeah, develop for. I have to
0: imagine you can see you can see what you've accomplished mm-hmm. in a much shorter amount of time, and then get into the refinement right. mode.
2: And that was yeah, that was our other goal. Our other goal was like, let's not turn this into a protracted, long development cycle from Kickstarter finish to release. It was nine months. Wow! Nice. Wow! Really? Um, which is what we wanted because like, uh, I look at so many of these Kickstarters, and I just I there's so much ennui and and burnout among the the people who would be enthusiastically backing Kickstarters because just so such poor delivery rates and and slow turnarounds and I get it um, budgeting and timelines are hard they're fucking difficult but like you know, when you push five years on a project, I, I would I would go insane. I'd want to shoot myself if I was working on the same project for five years.
0: Well, what's the longest you've ever worked on a project before, a single? Part. Um,
2: I'd probably say two and a half years. Two and a half single on a single project.
0: Can you say what it was?
2: It's still it's long, but still only like moderately long compared to what some people. I I I have friends in the games industry, and uh, we'll touch on the Silicon Knight <laughs> stuff whenever you guys want to touch on it. But uh, <laughs> I have friends who are at SK who, in the time that they the length of time they were at SK like, released maybe two games or a game and a half in, yeah. like, seven or eight years. Wow. And it sucks for them because you look at, like, their their resume can't reflect canceled titles because, exactly. like, what's a canceled title? Like, uh, it's nothing, right?
0: Yeah, and I, I think my neighbor worked for seven years on an enormous game no one's ever heard of and never saw the light of day. Wow. Seven Ugh. seven years <laughs> on an educational MMO that <laughs> the world Ugh. just doesn't want anymore. Um, that's, but at Silicon Knights, I guess that has to be a huge difference. And I I know game development is different now in general, because I I guess, I don't know, the HD polygonal period has to be the hard, like, when things got way harder and longer.
2: Um, yeah, I mean, I think the SK thing is, like, it was a perfect storm. Uh, So actually, I'll I'll ratchet it back a little bit. Uh, So I, I hold the distinction of being the only development senior management at Silicon Knights to have been hired externally. Uh, you know, they. I don't know if you how much you know about their old history, but they always spun themselves as as a guild. We are not a game development <laughs> studio. We are a guild.
0: I, I I have I had only recently read the Kotaku article, and they had they broke down the description on the page, and a lot of guild talk.
2: Uh, I think a lot of it comes from the fact that you know, a they're big RPG people and big like medieval you know, fantasy and and D and D and board game playing people. So I think there's some there was some romanticism there about it, but um, they really had this this corporate policy internally of only promoting internally, Mm. Um, which makes sense, right? Devil, you know, devil, you don't. Sure. Uh, but I just come off my, my, my startup that I've been running since 2005 or six. I think this is end of 2009. Now this is like, or 2010, early 2010, something like that. Mm -hmm. I get approached by, I, I, I've known Dennis because, you know, there aren't a lot of, at the time, there weren't a lot of devs in, in Ontario, in Canada, Canada yeah. and uh, we'd see each other at GDC and at the airport, and we'd have a drink and we'd chat, but I knew their CFO, their new CFO, Mike, really well, mm-hmm. um, just through various uh, industry socials and, like, hanging out, and we just kind of hit it off, and so one day, he approached me, and he was like, so, we've got this project, it needs to ship in nine months, and there's no fucking way it's going to ship at all. I think I know what this is. Um, <laughs> I think I know what this yeah. is. What this is. And so ho- he says, "Hey, can you come on board and help us ship this 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 X Men game?"
0: And this would be X Men. I was Destiny. like, "Yeah,
2: I mean, <laughs> this is X Men Destiny."
1: Mm-hmm.
2: And I'm like, "Oh yeah, totally. This, you know what? I I I, I love your games. Um, you know, obviously, uh, Eternal Darkness is a huge, I'm a huge fan of it. I, I love Twin Snakes. I, I can come in and help do this. Uh-huh.
0: Yeah. Oh, oh boy." <laughs> but i mean it is a weird sensation and i didn't have a lot of that in my time on the inside but year-long trepidation for something you know isn't working is a really difficult environment to work in
2: yeah and like you know i'm sure you had this experience at capcom as well where like you're a fan of their products
1: Mm
2: -hmm. uh you know there's probably gonna be some bullshit every job has some bullshit you'll eat shit anywhere Um,
0: anywhere you work i'm doing it right after this
2: (laughs) yeah and like, but you'll you'll put up with it, and you don't really realize just how kind of problematic things are until you're in there.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: And then you just gotta do the best job you can, right? Well what
0: was what was the status of the game when you came aboard?
2: And, and for people who so don't know, it's a pretty on board, notorious um, uh, pretty So no- nine months before before it's supposed to be supposed to be out. Mm-hmm. Um, they'd had I don't know if you you've played X-Men Destiny, but they'd had the, the game. Told me not it, to. it was pre-alpha. <laughs> so so nine months nine months before launch, we weren't even in alpha yet. And the Chinatown level was the most complete of all the levels, and that's like level three, and they have been developing the Chinatown level for about a year and a half at this point. Wow!
0: So, but so, did that put undue pressure on you, or is the pressure taken off knowing? Did you know what state the game was going to d- release in, hmm. which I think is like a Metacritic four?
2: Yeah, I think yeah, I think we I think we climbed up a little bit. There's a Metacritic five <laughs> or something, but um, you
0: haven't seen my user yeah, review yet.
2: <laughs> all I knew. So I, I came in so I was hired as a as, as the project director so my official job was to be like they're like the one that really sucks the one that we cannot we, we can't even imagine will ship mm-hmm. is the Wii version they're like we <laughs> we we put no no time we've got a small team of really awesome people mm-hmm. but it, there was no way in hell that was gonna ship so that was my first priority and then you know I shifted back and forth on on the other on the ps4 and Xbox one. Oh, sorry, Xbox 360 skews, But yeah, I mean... You guys know Chris Baker, right? Yeah, of mm-hmm. course. Just talking today. Nice. Yeah, he's, he's a great dude. I, I love that man. He was my, he was basically my counterpart at Marvel. Oh, nice. And I was... He and I spoke a lot all the time while we were working there. So basically, it was this weird triangle of Activision, Marvel, and us. Mm-hmm. And we wouldn't go through Activision to go to Marvel. We'd just go to Marvel directly because it made things faster. Uh, but open opened up... A, you know, there's always differing opinions from the Activision side, the Marvel side, and our side. Yeah. But I... I told Chris this anecdote, and it was funny because we'd never talked about it before. We were at uh, we were in Philly at a, at a con called Too Many Games a few weeks ago, or back mm-hmm. in July, and we just had a few beers and like dished. We hadn't we hadn't really had the opportunity while we were both at SK and Marvel. Yeah. And I said, so my first week on the job, they hold a directors meeting to show off the Juggernaut fight. Mm-hmm. So they show me the fight, and I'm and right away I just I just chime in like uh, Marvel's never going to approve this. And I can't remember, I think it was Dennis. He's like, why not? I said, Well, you're you're punching the juggernaut and his health is depleting. <laughs> it worked in the and arcade like, game. Yeah, yeah, so I'm like, he's invincible. Like like trait number one, he is invincible. You cannot hurt the juggernaut. Yeah, you gotta hmm.
0: berserker and, that thing. And,
2: yeah, you gotta do something. You gotta MacGuffin yeah. away mm-hmm. his gem of Sidorak or his helmet or do and like have a psychic manipulate him or something. So I remember getting like something along the lines of like uh, you're you're really thinking too literally this is too like no one's gonna get that worked up it's just a comic
0: is that to imply that like did Silicon Knights not approach them as Marvel fans necessarily I'm guessing
2: no yeah. no they did not just work um, for I think Hyatt. there was there was some there were people on staff who mm-hmm. were marvel fans sure. but I think like it, it no one in the in the upper executive staff was really like a big comic book guy of Marvel I mean there were a few people who who were but I think like you know it, it's it was there, there was a lot of um like it was like a quorum of how things were done there like there was lots of have a director's meeting talk it all out come to group consensus so i think a lot of it was like eh, let's just get through this boss fight and 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 so anyway so i told him marvel wouldn't approve it lo and behold it goes to chris and i didn't know that he said the exact same thing and didn't (laughs) approve it right obviously did not rubber stamp it and Um, he's writing he probably would have put
0: in his book eventually wrong
2: (laughs) yeah (laughs) Yeah. Oh, yeah. That would be perfect for his book. Yeah, but I, I
0: don't know. Are You a Marvel fan?
2: Yeah, yeah. So like, I'm a huge Marvel fan. I, I know. That's big... what that's what like kicks me, right? Is yeah. that like I wish I had the opportunity <laughs> to work on a good Marvel game, or a Marvel game from like from like from ground zero, where yeah. I can help build it up. You know, mm-hmm. I, like coming. It was it was so disheartening coming in. Like I was on a comic con panel uh, with with C Bakes mm-hmm. and uh, T Q Jefferson, who is uh, at Marvel as well at the time. And it was a panel of me, Stan Lee, oh, wow. uh, the creator of Spider-Man 2099, mm-hmm. Katie Sackhoff from, from wow. Battlestar Galactica, right. Val Kilmer, what? and like all these random voice actors. Yeah, yeah. It was a it was a panel for, for both X-Men Destiny and Spider-Man Web of Time, Edge of Time?
0: Yeah, Edge of Time.
2: I think that came out around the same time, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um and yeah i I was sat next to val kilmer and like my favorite part in that whole thing is that like it is really like high on opiates (laughs) i i I guarantee you he's just like fucked out of his head (laughs) at one point someone's asking me a question about something nerdy comic wise and i'm answering and he just interrupts and just starts rubbing my head and goes you're so weird man you're just so weird wow
0: you can't help. Does, there's, there's, does, there's, there's the there's Ice help. Man
2: It's on GameSpot. It's, it's on GameSpot's YouTube account somewhere. Oh, I can shit. pull it up and send it wow. to you. It's pretty fucking funny. Oh, that's <laughs>
0: wonderful. I wish I could get my head rubbed by a Batman. We're losing them <laughs> left and right.
2: <laughs> exactly. And it's funny because, like, you know, I remember being asked a question. So we show off the trailer, right? Mm-hmm. Stan Lee is like, ah, let's show off this this trailer, True Believers, or whatever he says. Mm. And uh then we open up to this QA period. And in the trailer, again another fucking juggernaut thing so they're like yeah you know the the, mm-hmm. the premise is that the u men have found a way to synthesize the x-gene so you've got these x-genes you can customize and put on and like the ui shows someone selecting juggernaut's x-gene and equipping it and being all strong and shit and i knew it was coming i knew mm-hmm. someone was going to be like uh technically juggernaut is not a mutant he is does not have an x-gene and thus is blah blah blah, blah. Oh, no. so i totally felt like homer at the Gene scratchy panel <laughs> the guy gets up and does like ask me point blank uh uh, what kind of a mistake is that? You know that Juggernaut isn't a mutant, right? Oh, and yeah. I just had to be like, well, if the U-men are f- smart enough to synthesize the X-gene, mm-hmm. they can also synthesize magic. Next question. <laughs>
0: I would have gone with, you're right, game canceled. This interview
1: is over. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Mr. Lee.
2: Um, but yeah, we went, you know, we, we and it was a very protracted development cycle because of that. There was a lot of back and forths. And like, it was this weird time, right? Mm-hmm. Partway through the development... of of x-men destiny disney buys marvel right and everything is thrown into chaos you've got activision who who wants out of the marvel deal they they paid something in the realm of like 128 million dollars for the rights to the x-men and the avengers
0: and seems insanely low Mm
2: -hmm. but that but that doesn't this is before the the cinematic universe is blown up so to them it was insanely high right they paid a lot of money for this but
0: when i think about this game in this time period this is like this weird decline of x-men stuff if you're a marvel fan because the, the games mm-hmm. had been really strong at that well, point so a lot of people were looking forward to
2: it well yeah because i mean think about it there was there was x-men legends
0: yeah which, and legends two great and
2: game Origin. and then follow up the ultimate alliance games yeah yeah they were they were fantastic
0: they were fantastic and it's, it's just it feels like so long ago but the like the, like, the best thing in, that's happened in the x-men universe is killing Wolverine and Professor Xavier mm-hmm. forever. That is the that is yeah. the most. It's it seems so bizarre that this is where we got the X Men being the biggest thing in my world. Uh, to just just kind of defeat after defeat. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I'm blaming this game for <laughs> <Yeah>. that. <Petal.
2: laughs> yeah, oh yeah. It's no, I mean, and, and like you know, it's funny because there's two sides to it. So the, the everyone knows about the infamous Kotaku article. I,
0: I do. And the, the thing, um, the main thing I want to ask you about that it it almost deifies Activision in that article. It doesn't seem to yeah.
2: accuse that... In- I'll say this. Like, you know, there's a lot to talk about in that article. And like, you know, the the old expression that there's three sides to every story, sure, yeah. their side, your side, and the truth. There was definitely <sighs> a bleak picture painted by that article. And a lot of, you know, keeping in mind that a lot of um, the, the testimony towards that came from fairly recently disgruntled yes. former employees. And also... There was a lot. There's a lot accurate in that article, but there's also a lot that's inaccurate. Um, because a lot of the people who were talking about it were approaching things from perspectives as, you know, team members that didn't necessarily get to see the budgets. Didn't they weren't involved in the conversations with Activision? They mm. weren't in meetings. Like, there's a lot behind the scenes that a lot of people didn't see. Um, partially because Silicon Knights was run with a very strong degree of, of, of opacity. Dennis kept things very within the inner circle and, oh, we don't need to worry their heads about it because they should just work on making the game and we'll worry about all the the political stuff. Um, But I think at the end of the day, that lack of transparency is what fostered a lot of frustration because if you just see that things aren't going well and you don't know why, Mm -hmm. um, you're just getting embittered, right? Like, if you don't know what's going on. So, like, one of the things a lot of people don't know is that partway through development our budget was slashed in half. By who? Um, By Activision. Activision, so it goes back to the, they wanted, the Disney deal, the Marvel deal wasn't profitable, right? Because think about it, they paid an exorbitant amount of money in their mind up front because at that point in time, the Marvel license wasn't really huge. It wasn't huge. Um, You
0: crank out games like on a, biannual basis at the very least like two a year mm-hmm. and then yeah and it would cost them like. the
2: money right think mm-hmm. about like every time so you, you've got you've already paid that that large sum up front yeah. and now each time you make a game your budgets are like 20 million 30 million yeah. and every year budgets are getting bigger and bigger yeah. and bigger because gamers are expecting more and more and more and they looked at like they looked over at Call of Duty, and it was like this bright green field. And they looked over at the the Marvel properties license, and it was like this swamp, right? It's like the yeah. the baptism episode of the you know like scene in The Simpsons. I mean that that, um, that
0: publisher in general is it, it just trying to think about it in the this context. They make the most expensive and polished product once a year, and then it's a waste of licenses <laughs> or. Big buck hunter, yeah. big buck hunter. Just a, did they make the Ghostbusters game, Dave? Activision, uh, like license probably, games yeah. that like would would fall under any discriminating nerds radar, except for me, because I got to play the bad license games, uh, you, even if they're bad. Because I do want to play a Ghostbusters and x Men game. It just it is bizarre that Activision seems to put enough money behind Call of Duty, but not other things.
2: Yeah, I, well, again, it's like would I put like if I'm going to put a hundred million into a product? Oh sure, I, I want to put it into the one thing I, I completely own. If I yeah. have to give a percentage of those profits to to Disney,
0: oh, and it's yeah, they do take a bite.
2: Yeah, mm-hmm. and so like we had our budget slashed, and all the production moved out to the the Minneapolis uh, office of Activision, where you they should. did all they moved all their licensing. basically they just cut off the arm of of licensing in L.A. Mm-hmm. and uh, and moved them all the way over to um, to Minneapolis. Mm. Uh, and that was like. Oh, man, there were stories of we like we'd have Disney wanting to meet with us to be like, well, we want out of the contract, but we we kind of still want to work with you guys because you're you, you know we can maybe re- we can fix this game, we could do things like add more time, change it around, rethink things, and then we have Activision being like, we want to get out of this Disney deal mm-hmm. uh, because we got into a deal with Marvel, not Disney, and it's you know we don't want to be here anymore. So can you help us? And it was this back and forth, right? Um, uh, and and we were kind of stuck in the middle, and I mean, obviously, it affected the development. Mm -hmm. um quite a bit and uh and it was it was just frustrating because all i wanted to do was ship the game like i knew we weren't (laughs) making uh, you know by the time i got there once i got my bearings i knew there was no way we were going to make a game that was good
0: yeah
2: we're the the legacy that was playable yeah start to end and get it out the door because that was my job right like it was it was it's a shitty position to be in because like i want to be proud of everything i've ever done sure but I'm proud that I got to work with a phenomenal team of really talented people who were not utilized great um, by because of some questionable management decisions early hmm. on. I'm glad I got to. I've made friends for life thanks to that company. People who like I hold very dear, and I got, I'm glad I got to work with them and make something and, and actually just like ship something, right? Because hmm. I mean, before X Men Destiny. There were like you know, X Men Destiny was the first game from Silicon Knights since Two Human yeah. that saw the light of day. Yeah, that's eight. And in that time, there were three prototypes in between them, uh, the... and 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 the the Albatross uh, Eternal Darkness too. Yes,
0: then that's the one the Kotaku article figures on heavily that maybe they shifted some resources mid-development over to,
2: which yeah. So I mean, there were I I mean this in a positive way. But it was always a shell game of like, okay. Who's on my project today? Because mm. who's been redirected to Eternal Darkness? How many animators do I have left? How many coders do I have left? What's going on? Um, and, and I get it, right? Like they had these projects, they wanted to work on the on the Passion game, um, and and obviously because there was no upper brass passion for the X Men, like they mm. weren't that would get excited over it. They they wanted to put their their energy and their passion into into Eternal Darkness. I mean, that's it's mm. understandable. It it makes sense on a, on a visceral level, but. Day to day, it was it was difficult, right? Oh, it has to be. Uh, you know, my job and the job of of, of a few a few other people um, on the management side, we were just constantly looking at each other and grasping at straws because we're losing resources and we still have to hit these deadlines for Activision because we can't let them down. And we're working with that, and it was just it was it was definitely a uh, a clusterfuck. But you're also um, working
0: on a the the project paying the bills is one that's destined to not do well and potentially damage yeah. the name of the company you're working for. I did think that was a in the Kotaku article. They mentioned that to, to force the hand of uh, SK, they they published a trailer with the logo in it, just basically announcing like, "You're on the hook. Here's a here's a release window."
2: The whole world. See, knows it's it. funny actually. Oh. So there's so there's there's actually a uh, a broken telephone story because I was oh, I, I love was it. Um, purple monkey dishwasher. I was, the person, yeah. I, I was in that meeting to decide when. So un, it it wasn't Activision's decision to include the Silicon Knights logo. Mm. It was ours so we were going back and forth with activision's uh pr people and they were like hey do like should should we put the logo in it
1: Mm -hmm.
2: and i I, maybe for better for worse maybe this was uh, not not a good decision but i i I suggested we put it in there um it was you because (laughs) it was yeah
1: sorry
2: i was speaking with dennis and a few of the other executives Mm -hmm. and um obviously they didn't like there was there was hesitation to put the, the logo and the name on it. Sure. But at the end of the day, I think I said something like, well, gamers aren't stupid.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Game journalists are especially not stupid. Mm-hmm. Um, if we don't put our name on this, like, people are still going to know. Yeah, it'll be figured so out eventually. Hike. Yeah, but you can Alan
0: Smithy it. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Create something of legend.
1: But at the point that you're putting this, <laughs> this like, in the trailer, mm-hmm. you already realize it's not going to be a Metacritic darling? Do, yep. do, you, do you already have that? No. Ad- Oh no! Okay, so so because I would assume, and I even think I I, th- I I recall actually like seeing this trailer and thinking like this yeah. is a comeback story of sorts because Duke Human was kind of like you know it's not up to the same par as Eternal Darkness and Twin Snakes. Mm-hmm. So I thought, oh well, this is this is a re- like this is perhaps what Silicon Knights can come back with. This is perhaps also where you know X Men games can become good again. Mm. Uh, you had that yeah. opportunity. I'd have to say. Yeah, with- I
2: think I think. It- <laughs> The unfortunate reality is that so many people's hopes and expectations lay and like you know, the 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 SK fans who just desperately wanted a new good game from them, mm-hmm. um, obviously there was a lot of letdown.
0: I mean not really at that point. <laughs> I think if you're looking at Activision's names on a Marvel game, it hadn't been rosy for a yeah. while. So I I it, I, the, the, I think that Kotaku article covered colored everything in saying it was all on SK. Mm-hmm. Which you know, shit happens yeah. between a public, a publisher, a licensee, and a developer. Shit happens.
2: Yeah, and I mean, look, there's, 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 there are big things that um, complicated it too, yeah. right? Yeah. I mean, while we're working on this, there's the Eternal Darkness Two team, and then there's also the the litigation with Epic. Yes.
0: Is that is that or X Men effectively what kind of brought down the company?
2: It, it's it's the Epic litigation. Yeah. Were you there? So like I that you then? know I know more about that than I can probably ever legally <laughs> talk about on the record. Sure. Um, there actually was a decent amount of merit to SK's case at the time. Mm-hmm. But it, it was like, it was kind of like a Bill Kurtz thing uh, for Dennis. Uh-huh. You know, like, it consumed him. Um, <laughs> so much was about the trial. And I think part of it is like, you know, there, there are a lot of people who will speak very poorly about Dennis Dyack. Um, he's
0: been a dick to a lot of my friends. I am
2: not. Huh. Yeah, I, I, he's 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 been not great on social media um, and he's been not great to games journalists. And and I I think, I don't know what it is, but he, he, I have, I have a lot of mixed feelings because, um, you know, Dennis is a friend of mine, but he, Mm -hmm. I disagree with a lot of his actions and decisions. And he gave me an opportunity kind of like out of the blue, you know? So I I will always owe him that. I disagree with, with a lot of the ways SK was run. Mm -hmm. Uh, I, I just think the biggest, the biggest problem he ever, thing he ever did was, was just cling to this this litigation like it was it was this just cause. Mm-hmm.
0: Do you think? Uh, he... And
2: there was a lot of that at SK. There was a lot of what we are doing is right, what they are doing is wrong and and we will we will show the world about about the righteousness mm. here. Um, are you on the bus or are you off the bus is an expression that was actually used quite a bit internally by people like hey, are you are you on the bus? Yeah.
0: Um I mean so it, it was And it
2: just I think there was just a lot of that plus the tough relationship of, of dealing with these partners um, who didn't necessarily want to be... Like, it was all very like just a, a giant uh, a hodgepodge of things that contributed to making it what it was. I mean, you know, at the end of the day, the expressions that irritate me the most when I see on the internet, like mm-hmm. on on, the, on Twitter and Reddit, is whenever someone goes, fucking lazy dev or greedy <laughs> dev. Yeah. Yeah.
1: It, yeah it, like, you As think... if any of us want to make yeah. a bad thing. Yeah. And they don't realize that even, like, a game that is functional and is put out on a console... Almost mm-hmm. always involves all-nighters, like, yeah. insane development schedules, crazy crunch uh, periods.
0: Yeah, and, and A developers tend to throw even more people on at the end of the project, yeah. whereas the situation you mentioned has a, sees a budget halved.
2: Yeah, so it was, it was definitely, you know, it was a wild ride. We we kept, uh, there was an Irish pub right next to the office. Mm-hmm. I'm pretty c- certain that we put their kids through college. Yeah. <laughs> um,
1: so, I don't, I'm not sure, I, I feel like around the point that this game came out, there were already games being, like, re- delisted when, you know, the oh, the license is up. Mm-hmm. Did the game being pulled from the store shelves, did that affect you, like, in a way that just having a game, like, kind of cycled out wouldn't? Yeah, sort of. I mean, like,
2: I think, again, part of the reason why there was so much ennui mm-hmm. um, on behalf of Activision to keep funding it at, at the original budget was, mm-hmm. like, this this license is running out yeah we, mm. we, we we like if we cancel it we owe disney a penalty yeah but if we just let it run out and we just fulfill our obligations yeah. Yeah. Um, well, we did our it'll thing. just go away
1: yeah mm. but you knew like you knew that it would be pulled off of like the digital storefronts at least at a, mm-hmm. after a certain point in time because that's usually what happens with uh like marvel games or games that are just heavily licensed was that done on the
0: nature of the license or the uh epic lawsuit
1: well (laughs) yeah i don't
2: actually i I have no idea so i was i was gone from sk um when when the countersuit decision came in that was Uh, i was there when the suit when the the actual litigation when they lost because epic countersued right and they had a separate decision afterwards uh with damages and things and i i i was i was gone from sk at that point mm-hmm. um i think there were only like five people left at sk at that point i was like one of the last last surviving employees of the really? company yeah yeah i worked on i worked on eternal darkness too that that trailer that ended up coming out as shadow of the eternals was was done during the sk era and i i did all the camera coding on that Aww, uh, funny, funny enough. i'm sorry <laughs> it's a funny story now when you think about it I'm far, but yeah I'm when that decision less, came it, down I, there, I, there was a court order to like have all copies of X-Men Destiny like removed from store shelves yeah. and destroyed I think yeah I was um, looking at my
0: copy of Two Human I'm like this might be worth something hmm.
2: which I played more than Eternal yeah, Darkness I was, like, <laughs> I, I was thinking to myself like how on earth is it? W- would that be enforceable because like <laughs> you'd have retailers be like I'm not going to destroy my stock excuse me I paid for this And, like, publishers going, yeah, I mean, this is our property. Like, I can imagine that being, like, something, a stodgy old judge who doesn't understand how products work, issues, and then no one follows up on. Dude,
0: I have been a part of both helping a field destroy order and working in retail Mm -hmm. in 1999 and taking a hammer to a bunch of Simpsons Christmas ornaments (laughs) because some license (laughs) not involved with Suncoast (laughs) video... Decreed it to be so. Couldn't oh, even geez. be marked down to one penny. They had to be destroyed. Mm-hmm. And my boss was so meticulous. He <laughs> made me do it. Watched me, and made sure I didn't take any with me. <laughs> what a dick! I should have stole more.
2: <laughs> that's like those. It's like those. Like I always find it shitty that grocery stores throw out yeah. their um, the food at the like you know at the end of a, while it's still perfectly good yeah. and employees are not allowed to take it. Yep. Wow.
0: yep. I worked at McDonald's. They so told you you're worse than trash. <laughs> you can't have the trash. You got to. You can get half price, but you got to pay. Yeah, and I yeah Jesus. I did it. I threw that's, McDonald's under the bus. <laughs> uh, we can both we can both do this, Julie. Nah. <laughs> but uh, eternal eternal <laughs> champions too. That's. Oh, shit. Did SK oh, not... Oh, man, I
2: would have killed the work on Eternal Champions yeah, 2. Yeah, Eternal Darkness 2. Eternal
0: Darkness 2. My
2: bad. <laughs> it's Sega fighting it's game that everyone I wanted that. Eternal Champions 2. I think I'm the only fan of that fighting game.
0: It's, uh, I, I have a video up on our YouTube channel of all the overkills. They're some of the funniest uh... things I've ever seen in my whole life.
2: Um... <laughs> so, fun fact, uh, totally tangential to anything to do Please. with me, but I am in possession of the... A copy of the original game design document of of Eternal Champion. Oh, I love so. it when
0: I, <laughs> I love it when I hear something like that has been salvaged
2: and kept. I, so I, I'm actually probably I'm gonna get permission. So I, it was given to me by the by the creator, Michael Latham, mm-hmm. and I, I want to get this permission to give it to to Frank Cifaldi, who's doing oh, preservational yeah. stuff, and like get it to like some of these museums that are preserving things because I think it should be preserved. I never thought to do that, yeah, but I might I, be in
0: I, possession of certain <laughs> games Yeah, as well. I, like I've
2: got GDDs from games I've worked on that I'm like, I should just donate this. Like yeah. maybe someone will learn something or learn what not to do.
0: Yeah, seeing seeing a map of uh, seeing a giant hand-drawn map of the Aladdin's Genesis level structure wow. was just one of the most gorgeous things I ever laid my eyes on. Hmm. But uh, Eternal Champions 2. Oh, I 2. can imagine. Eternal Champions 2 did did SK not retain the rights
2: to Eternal Champions. Eternal Darkness. Eternal Darkness. <laughs> Eternal Darkness yeah okay so i don't know what was going on here so like when i was working on it mm-hmm. uh, and i still have my all my packages and things and like documents it was eternal darkness too yeah but internally. i just a code name um, at that point we were still owned by like we still had a minority stakehold uh like in our company mm-hmm. by nintendo mm-hmm. uh while i was there And I know that at some point they they divested um, their shares, but and and that's what I I heard. I
0: I heard that. I just thought they'd be able to walk just like Rare did with Mm -hmm. a lot of their IP.
2: Yeah, and there was always this tacit agreement. So Nintendo did hang on to the Eternal Darkness IP, Mm -hmm. and there was always this tacit agreement that like, hey, if you don't want this, I think like I don't even know if it was tacit. I think it was explicit for a bit. Like Mm -hmm. if you don't want this on the Wii U, that's fine. If you don't want to. Nintendo publish it, that's fine, but we would like the rights to do it ourselves. Mm-hmm. And I think they, they, they were okay with it. Um, but I think when the litigation happened and and they lost the lawsuit, and when SK kind of shuttered, well, SK doesn't it really exist anymore. They've opened up this new company that won't have any really rights to the name at all. So, like, I have a feeling that at that point Nintendo was just like, well, no, I mean what you're a completely different company now you're working on a new thing like I think that's why the name change happened
0: it's, just, it, it's bizarre to think about and this does happen that some of those the rights to the name may have resided with SK and gone down with it
2: yeah I mean I don't know how that like you know I I, I don't even I haven't really talked to Dennis about it about how that kind of fallout um, like what happened in the transition between companies because I, I mean, frankly I don't really particularly care um, Aww. well I mean it's it's kind of like It felt very, um, kind of duplicitous in Mm -hmm. that, like, they propped up the new company with two amazing people, Paul and Sean Jackson, who, Paul Caparici and Sean Jackson, who really talented, awesome guys, but they were propped up as, like, CEO and, and creative director, and Dennis was, like, nowhere to be seen, but, like, at the end of the day, um, that's, like, they were still, uh just listening to Dennis, right? Like you mm. just knew that at this point he was, he, he didn't need to be, or couldn't be in at, like the face of the company anymore, but he
0: was still in a, in a, heading up things in a creative capacity. Yeah. Yeah. And that, that became um, I do attorney? recommend,
2: so I, I'll, I'll pimp. Uh, so Paul and Sean, who, um, uh, they, they released, um, they just released a, uh, uh, an Xbox one, uh, PS4 game called embers of Mirim. Mm-hmm. Um, It's it's actually really fun. It's a fun, like, exploration-adventure game. It's really pretty. Um, I'm glad that they they started their own studio, like, after the whole debacle of... I can't even remember what the the precursor games um after that whole debacle they actually kept working together and created a really cool game out of it so that's i think really a nice positive spin on the story that is
0: and yeah. that creating cool games is what it's supposed to be about and uh hey at least yeah. you at least you did one you got one out you got one out there on switch uh <laughs> exactly. very recently uh that's use your words on switch now but it's on ps4 xbox one and steam i'm guessing
2: yeah, it's on, it's on everything. And, um, and Wii, U. Wii U. PS4, Xbox One, Wii U, Switch. Yeah. Dust off that Wii U, baby. Could,
0: does it have any special
1: Wii U features? Existing on the Wii U is a Yeah, the,
2: the gamepad is its own controller, so you actually you that. you can uh, use it to enter in your answers oh, cool. uh, instead of using your phone.
0: With my, with my stylus and everything.
2: Is there any new content we Yeah. Fun team? fact, oh. there's no emoji on it, so Aww. it's like you're immediately at a disadvantage. <laughs> ah. <laughs>
0: Well, was wait, a you, had, you can
1: actually put the emojis in the game because I, I—that's always a thing. I didn't that know I was, that. Yeah, it's like like I was worried yeah. you get like a wingding sort of like yeah. mistranslation of your emoji on the screen.
2: Yeah, we support uh, almost all of the emojis that are in the emoji standard from when we released, wow. except for flags.
0: Will it, will my broad city give auto flags? generator work? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Totally. It'll totally work.
1: Man, now I, got, now I got an expert strategy that I use next time I play that game with friends. Like, they true, don't maybe. know you can't use emojis, but yeah, I do. I don't so. have to
0: write out the word whale anymore. <laughs> <right>? <laughs> uh,
1: just in general, like, going from X, X-Men Destiny's launch mm-hmm. to this launch, were there, did you have, like, did you temper your expectations? Did you just, I mean, did you oh, just Oh, yeah, have so like it's that's
2: actually like- really funny. So, I mean, since X-Men Destiny, I've been in mobile games. Uh-huh. So, um... I went to work for a a, a company called DHX Media, who you'd know because they own – they bought Deek when I was there. Deek? So we owned every Deek product ever. Um, You're telling me you own Inspector Gadget? I was in a meeting with our director of marketing. We were having like a board meeting. And when we bought Deek, like, well, we need to rename the company Rebrand. I was like, let's just call ourselves Deek. (laughs) <laughs> Bring it back. Yeah. <laughs> and our marketing director looked me in the eye and said, no, because people will call us Dick. When, no. Th- and we did for we, years, we, and it didn't no, matter. No, but we've been trained Best. by those
0: commercials. A little bit. Yeah, I Deek. guess. Deke. We have to pronounce it.
2: Deke. And also, you might know them from being the the production company on the new upcoming Mega Man cartoon with everyone's favorite character, Mega Mini. yeah,
0: baby. Nothing bad's ever befallen him. He can do no wrong. Uh by the way, yeah. at that, that the end of every Deke show, mm-hmm. they did yell the word dick in a little yeah. girl's bedroom.
1: But it was, she was Deke. Come um, on. I don't know. Oh, you're, yeah. you're making it worse. I'm making it sexier. That's yeah. my job, Dave. Uh. Uh.
0: <laughs> <laughs> making games is Julius. Bring job. the sex. Yeah. Um, but, dude, thank you so but much. Yes, I worked with them. Oh, and sure.
1: They
2: did kid shit. And then I, I worked... Um, you know, I've, I've done a lot of mobile work since then. But mm. um, I was just really hungry to get back to, to console games. Mm. And I think this just presented itself. And it, it felt like a breath of fresh air. I honestly had no idea how people would like it or how many units we'd sell. Mm-hmm. Um, because the market's just tra- changed dramatically. Yeah. Uh, like Even like X-Men Destiny, as, as, um, it is as bad of a game as it is, I think mm. it still broke a million units. Which... Oh. It's
0: not easy to yeah. do now. You
2: know, it's 70, 70 bucks a pop is pretty yeah. damn good. Like yeah. you know, you look at releases now, there's something like there've been since December, mm-hmm. there have been more releases on Steam since December yep. than the entire history of Steam leading up until December. Wow. It keeps
1: that statistic keeps yeah. happening every year. Yeah. And even like PS4 and Xbox One, like I used to work at official Xbox magazine and I mm-hmm. it was just a rule that I had for myself that I had to know about every single game coming out. It's impossible. And I used to be able it, to do it. Yeah, and it some and and even with downloadable games, mm-hmm. but like over the last, oh, actually during this console generation is just mm-hmm. when it became impossible because yeah. like you will get so many downloadable games in a single week that it it, it 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 even with Xbox One and PS4 where it's more curated, it can still easily fall out of the limelight or yeah. or well,
2: I've, I've seen some garbage on ps4 that, like on, that, on the ps4 store it's it's really trailers weird. that are just
1: yeah wow it's
0: really weird there seems to be a lot of like uh half-ass android games that made yeah. their way into the which was totally impossible in the last generation you never would have made it through. yeah couple,
1: well or like on on xbox 360 at least they had like xbox live indie games so it's like if it doesn't have that same sort of like certification or yeah. like sheen to mm-hmm. it then it would be put in that that bucket, but you don't even have the buckets anymore, which mm-hmm. is kind of a... But, I mean, yeah, User words is a game that it definitely does, like... It is exactly what I would, like, uh, the game I would have, like, championed back at OXM because it's just so different, but it's also got a very professional sheen to it. Yeah, I, 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 you had to point well, that out Well, thank you very much.
2: Me. That, that means a lot. Like, honestly um like we don't even have a metacritic score for user words like we don't we don't we haven't been covered by a big enough publications because like a i don't i'm doing my own pr yeah Mm -hmm. (laughs) and uh thank you um (laughs) the game itself is like i'm just reaching out to people and and seeing how it works and like it's also a game that like how do you how do you review how do you assign user words a score
1: yeah
2: a you need to have friends you need to have (laughs) friends that are funny and 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 if you have like an awkward experience playing it because it's totally possible yeah um well, that's a completely different score mm-hmm. than if you have a... Pod- like, it's not a... The experience isn't consistent with each play, right? Yeah. So I get it. I get that, like... Like, Disruptoid gave us a 3 out of 10. Are you kidding? I just... I couldn't fathom it. And not yeah. out of, like, anger for the score. I mean, I don't give a shit about scores anymore. It's, like, it's not really relevant. But I looked at that and just just couldn't understand hmm. it. But then I thought, like, maybe he just had a shitty experience playing yeah. it. Yeah, what environment just, was like, that being
0: reviewed in? couldn't
2: think of anything... I don't know.
0: Probably with a bunch of really yeah. sour North Koreans that all their favorite movies yes. end up being mocked in your game.
2: I live in terror, right? So you know that um, Kim Jong-un has a Steam account, right? No. no. <laughs> How much do you so think some, okay, to... So somebody used Steam Spy to map out, like basically create a global map in the API of where every logged in Steam user is over time. Ah. It was a little interactive map. And in North Korea, there is, it's, it's black. There's not a single blip <laughs> except for one spot in Pyongyang, wow. wow! That you know, you yeah. know who else would have a Steam account in North Korea? It has to be mm-hmm. like Kim Jong Un, right? Yeah.
0: Can you get him a copy of "Use Your Words"? <laughs> maybe uh, mend some fences.
2: Yeah, I mean, maybe I'm just I'm just terrified that I'm just going to get like taken out by a North Korean assassin <laughs> at some point.
0: Uh, all of us are the are us. All of us coastal cities feel the same way. Oh, man. oh
2: God, yeah, I can imagine that. Uh... <laughs> I just, I just,
0: I just fled from a vacation in Alaska to feel more safe. And then we're still in San Francisco. We're still going to get screwed. We're still
2: going to get screwed. Uh,
1: well, speaking of reception, have you heard from uh, like Jackbox developers? Ooh. Like, do, do you do you com- do you communicate with them at all about like, oh, he, we love this about your games. We love this about your games. Sort of, uh, yeah. Interactions?
0: Because you, the way you made uh, Julian, the way you made it sound, I didn't realize there weren't more games like this. Because I guess we just play yeah. all of them.
2: Yeah, you know? I mean, we we had no idea, like. We, we scoured the market when we started working on this. We're like, shit, are we getting into something saturated? And there was just no one else doing it. Yeah. I know that the um Until Dawn guys just announced something that uses a similar feature, yes. which is going to be really cool when that comes out. Mm-hmm. Kind of like an interactive movie, I think is what it oh, is. Oh, wow. And
0: Sony has a first-party one, I think, they
2: launched. Yeah,
1: that's you. That's the yeah.
2: one I was talking about, yeah.
1: yeah. But it yeah, I, I, I want to get into it, but you have to download an app, which is like, that is a thing that, that user-words... Yeah, beautiful. Use, no app. Yeah, you, you don't need an app. You go to a site, which is that your that words thing is a little bit of a hurdle that I I still haven't uh, gotten over yet. Yeah, but oh yeah, like have you interacted with Jackbox at all? Like, do you? It's a good no, I mean, and like, it's funny because I I've never met anyone at Jackbox
2: Games, um, even in like in my long time in the industry. Especially because they're they're a Chicago company. Yeah, and I have friends in Chicago. I know I know um, you know a lot of the Iron Galaxy guys and the Ex Midway guys. So I'm just like flabbergasted that I've never met anyone from Jackbox. Um, but I haven't, and they've never reached out to us, and we've always been like, maybe they hate us. <laughs> do they even know who we are? Are have we had, like, are they? Even, are we on their radar? And it's like, do we want to? We want to like, you know? I was like, I was, at some point, I was like, maybe we te- like we do a little like Twitter rivalry back and <laughs> forth. That could be fun. But it's like, well, but it's not really fun if you don't know them and they don't know yeah. if it's a joke or not. And like, so I'm just hoping that one day I'm at GDC like next year,
1: mm-hmm. and
2: I'm at a bar a party or something, and some guy walks up to me, he's like. You know, are you Julian Spillane? I'm like, (laughs) yes. Julian Spillane from Smiling Buddha Games, <laughs> yeah, and
1: then get punched in the face. Slowly unsheath <laughs> the I knife. That's
2: uh, Well,
0: I th- yeah, the w- absolute worst case scenario is that you've invaded their island. Yeah, because this this one little yeah. thing that only they were refining. And I mean, I but don't I, know. That was happy. Co-
1: competition is good for everyone. And yeah. like, I I think that both games are super fun. Yeah, and they both have like their there's certain instances where oh I would I would pull out Quiplash at this point, yeah, yeah. or I would pull out User Words at this point. And I'm glad that they are on like the same platform. Where I can tell people like, "Hey, I've got multiple games that are like this. Which one are you in the mood for today? Yeah. Do you want pizza or do you want chicken?" And it's, it's funny. Like, hey. Actually,
2: one of the things that's funny because like I, I, we were also expecting a ton of um, of feudalism mm-hmm. from from gamers because like I mean. That's kind of just de facto nowadays, anyways. But like, lots of people being like, "Well, this sucks compared to Jackbox, or this is way better than Jackbox." Your it's game's like, we, Sally we didn't intend 7. for any of that, but we expected it. But to, to be honest, it's actually been really good. Like streamers will be like, "Okay, we're playing around a Jackbox, and now we're playing around to use your words." Yes. Yeah, we
0: we Done. usually use them all in conjunction, and that's to... why I'm
1: so glad it's on Switch because that's yeah. that's now our platform for these kind of mm-hmm. games. So it's super easy. I heard about up, your PS4 and... RIP. Yeah. yeah,
0: yeah, still sitting there and its bones on the floor. <laughs> Uh, that's a, that's a big bump, but uh, but you know it, don't get down on the reviews because mm-hmm. for someone who was you know mildly involved with yeah. reviews for a couple of years, I think one of the things we found is like nobody needed reviews for things that were inexpensive.
1: Yeah, and this is a game that is just like it's, it's a no brainer. Yeah, it's, it's built for streamers, yeah. and that's you know the critics have already like weighed in, and yeah. you know most of them yeah. love it because it's a game that lets you interact very closely yeah. with the audience, which is like a bonus.
0: Yeah, and it's just it, to me, it's just. Yeah,
1: I mean, again,
2: like I think, I, I think sometime, I, you know, during the the X Men days, I, I I still very much cared about critics and reviews only because I think that was the last few years where um, games journalism re- like resembled what I loved about it from when from my youth, like sitting down and reading those old EGMs or those old like yeah. Nintendo powers. Like I think that that spirit stuck around for a long time, but I think it just. It's it's a very different place now.
0: Not me. Give me a streaming <laughs> um, YouTuber internet. with a low vocabulary any day, baby. <laughs> 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 yeah.
2: No, I, I know exactly what you're saying.
0: It, but it just like we we wouldn't review things because uh, I, if I see another game like yours or from your company or Jackbox, it's like that's fine. I got it. I don't I don't need to know what anybody thinks about this. <laughs> this is this is going <laughs> yeah. to be it's going to be ten to fifteen dollars. I'm going to get forty hours of play out of it throughout like the next five years and everybody who goes comes into my house will be able to enjoy it
2: yeah that's exactly and like honestly the, the the numbers i care about are like on steam yeah how are my user reviews going i mean uh, some of those are, are, are like tough pills to swallow one of the best one i got was uh one out of five stars and the body was this game is really great
1: <laughs> clicked the wrong thing sorry okay guy... <laughs> uh, like,
2: all right all right you know oh, you maybe must he doesn't meant... know the thumb system Yeah, it's, it's thumbs right you must but, have like Naruto
1: 69 he's real um, harsh
0: man
2: But it's, yeah, it's a like, I just care if people are having fun. I, when we launched, I tried to respond to every single question and inquiry posted Hmm. on our Steam forums and Twitter and Facebook and Gmail, like, sent directly to my email kind of thing. I, 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 like, we're lucky that I'm getting so many of them and, and like, feedback that, like, I can't respond to them all without losing my mind. (laughs) Um, so it's a good thing, but, I kind of, I really like being engaged with the community. It it, it, uh, it makes me really happy to see people enjoying it.
0: No, that's 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 great, and it's it's one of those things that'll foster a community. I kind of dig that because the secret is, if you go <laughs> just go on Twitch, you can play it for free. <laughs> yeah,
2: <laughs> but that's sort and of and you point. can buy it directly from Twitch, which yeah. uh, oh. so far not a lot of people are doing. It's a uh, it's a lot of hurdles on that system, but uh, it's cool. We were like the fifth game to be, or something like something like that, in the I top ten, anyways, of games to be sold directly through Switch I'll or hold- through Twitch.
0: All right, I need to hit a <laughs> setting real fast. Okay. <laughs> uh, but dude, thank you so much for talking to us. That was uh,
2: this uh, was fun. I, this was a lot of fun. Like uh, I said, you know, I, I love a fan. What you guys do, and it's uh, it's really man. neat to be able to just chat with you about shit. Um, it's very infrequent that I get to wax. Eloquently or ineloquently about my uh, my my career. So, well,
0: that's a shame. I mean, more people should talk yeah. to. I think if more people talk to developers, you'd see a lot less bile in the gaming yeah. community. And and I'm only saying that. And I know I've been bitter in the past, but mm. like the news is talking about this mm. now, like how the mm-hmm. game community is a little like, more we're, sour. We're, we're
2: humans too, you know. I think yeah. I think a lot of people. It, again, it's easy to to yell vitriol at mm. what you think is a, a faceless corporation yes. or, uh, you know. A, a thing on the internet but like yeah we're people too and yeah, you, can, yeah you, you know we've got to develop a thick skin being online but like it still sucks sometimes you know
0: there's a great way to bring bring up criticism because you're not only people who make mistakes but you're also people who can fix things and improve things as yeah. well yeah. so if you're if your criticism is legitimate uh it, it won't get drowned out as easily mm-hmm. by the awful stuff uh, I wouldn't know about that. <laughs> Big back. I wouldn't know about that. Uh, but, dude, thank you so much. Smiling Buddha Games, uh, use your words, available goddamn everywhere, and very, very much worth the price. I think I'm about to purchase it on my second system. <laughs> um, and it was, I don't know, it's great. It, it should be in every room in the house.
2: That's awesome. Is thanks, it, is, guys. Thanks for having me. Is there anything
0: else you, you're working on with the game that you want people
2: to know about in the next few weeks? We will be releasing a, a new content pack that adds a hundred or close to hundred oh, new prompts, huh. um, and also French versions of those new prompts. <laughs> so,
0: oh, that's awesome! If you're French
2: and you listen to Laser Time, awesome. If you're not <laughs> French, you're still getting free content. Yes, yeah,
0: yeah. Sacra Blue. Is there any, anything? And where can people find you? Uh, in news about the game?
2: I'm on I'm on Twitter. Um, Use Your Words is on Twitter at Use Your Words.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Um, I'm on Twitter at Julian Spillane. Um, I don't have a. Yeah, screen name or anything fancy like that?
0: No, we don't either. That's <laughs> fine. Dude, thank you so much. Hey, and hit Julian up. And uh, I don't know. Do you got any codes we can talk to? Yeah, please, to do, our... but only if it's
2: <laughs> only if it's po- positive and funny or a Simpsons reference. If you want to yell at me, don't hit me up. Can you <laughs>
0: get us a couple of codes? Maybe we can pass them out to our users?
2: Yeah, I'd love to. I'll uh I'll get you some Switch codes cuz they're probably going to be the the hottest uh hmm. hottest potatoes there and yeah. uh, you can give them away to some of your viewers. All right, dude. Thank you so much. Awesome. Thanks a lot, guys. <phone rings>
0: Thank you, Jillian. Thank you, folks, for listening. I hope you enjoyed this uh, weirdo deviation. I swear yeah. we'll be back next week with more fart songs or whatever it is <laughs> we're synonymous with doing. But uh, we wanted to give this a shot, and we thought it was a cool idea. And uh, we really love Use Your Words, and we will be streaming that this week, yes. probably Wednesday. Yeah. So I won't be in town.
1: And, uh, yeah, if you're a patron, we, we, we stream this game and we stream the Jackbox mm-hmm. games, which we also discussed with Julian. We stream those uh, once a month with all of our patrons or not at all. We stream this with uh, our ten dollars patrons yeah. every month, and it's a, it's really fun because you can I mean, all play with us, yes. and it helps
0: limit the playing field, so everyone who wants to play the most gets to play.
1: Yeah, uh, but yeah, that that game is super fun, and it was fun to talk to Julian. He's mm-hmm. like he's yeah, I can see why they why um, Silicon Knights would like put him out there to mm-hmm. do all these presentations because he, he he he's a great person to talk to. He's yeah. a great interview, so I'm glad that we got the chance to talk to him about you know. Uh, a highlight and a low light in his career. It'll really show like the uh, the yin and yang of game development.
0: So hopefully we'll have more. Uh, we'll actually have some codes to give away of the game. Yes, if, uh, we can come through on that. Who knows? I'm sure. I'm sure we can get something done. Mm-hmm. And follow us on Twitter, Laser Time Show. Like us on Facebook. That'll help everything. We'll go to LaserTimePodcast com where you can find uh, previous episodes of the show. Uh, which I think what was it? Silliest censorship, mm-hmm. controversial songs. We just did those episodes. Yes. Did a whole episode about famous farts. <laughs> yes. I'm very proud of myself. That should have been our last episode and I should have died immediately after <laughs> yeah. publishing it.
1: Well, speaking of death, next week's episode of Laser Time is going to be Ah dirty. yes, no, no more spoilers about it.
0: Thanks. Yes, we'll have a grim episode of Laser Time. You can also <laughs> listen to 302010 uh, with our buddy Diana Goodman. Uh, hey. That is when we look at the world in pop culture. Uh, From that week, 30, 20, and 10 years ago. So right now we're talking about 1987, 2007, and 1997. I don't know why I said that out of (laughs) order. And you can support us on patreon.com slash lasertime. We do a weekly exclusive podcast for you right now. We should have a video commentary up uh, with our buddy Matthew J of Cartoons 101 where we do a full-length commentary, the new DuckTales episode with myself and Matt, who I consider the two biggest Duck fans, (laughs) Disney Duck fans that I know. I really Mm. like the show. Uh, we also have a new exclusive episode of Thirty Twenty Ten, yes. which is all about you guys. Yes, uh, on our Patreon, a Shin Godzilla commentary, and I believe we'll be watching a movie with you guys.
1: Yeah, next next Monday we'll have a Hot Rod. Yes, Monday you have.
0: Cho- was it Hot Rod? I thought yes. it was Superbed.
1: Yeah, you're right. I'm sorry. They chose.
0: You have chosen Superbed. We will watch Super Two Thousand Seven Superbed together. Uh, and also tune in Wednesday for Talking Simpsons, the Laser Times weekly chronological breakdown of The Simpsons in Order. And, of course, Vigi game Apocalypse. Last yeah. week we had a whole big Sonic blowout. and yeah, I not We have a, a stream of Sonic Mania up on our YouTube channel. It's been glorious to have one shining light of, yes. of greatness. And it, and it gets to be Sonic for the first yeah. time in years to be cool and relevant like, again.
1: Much like uh, Julian, Sonic ha- has risen from the ashes. Uh, Sonic had bad games. Now he's got a good game. Julian worked on a bad game. I was working on a good yeah, game and I hope, so. I
0: hope that can happen for just the X-Men in general yeah. it's been kind of a, a, <laughs> a weird decade for one of the yeah. something I grew up with that, that couldn't have been hotter so let's close out with the X-Men animated series theme song